week, we know that when we come into your presence, there is liberty and there is freedom. And there is also direction, God. So we ask you just to bless us this day with this service. We're praying uh, for those that are still coming in into worship, those that are coming in online, those that weren't able to make it today, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, that we are able to worship you today with the right mind and the right spirit. So we ask you to bless this service this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're getting ready to begin worship. Anybody ready to give God some praise today? Amen. Does God do something good for you this week at all? You woke up this morning. You can see. You can hear. You can feel. You can taste. Most of us. So if we invite you to stand right where you are, if you're in service with us or if you're online, we invite you to stand with us and give God some praise.
today. Lord, we just want to come to you in prayer as a church. We ask you to just be with us today. We have so many needs this day. Lord, we're praying for those that who don't have shelter today. We're praying for those who have gone for, through loss. Lord, we're just saying thank you for what we do have. Lord, we thank you for the homes that we do live in, Lord. We thank you for the community and the church and the friends and the love that we do have. Thank you, Lord, that when we're in hard times, we can look to you. And thank you, Lord, that we have a family and friends to look to also, God. We just ask you to give us your strength and able to help those that need help, Lord. We're asking you for support for those that may feel lonely today, God, those that may be sick. Lord, we're asking you for those that have issues um, at work. Lord, we ask you for issues in general. We're bringing them all to you today, God. We know that everything that is concerning to us is concerning to you. And we just say thank you that you are a God that we can turn to, we can trust. We have a friend in you, Lord. And we just say thank you for your friendship through your son, Jesus Christ, God. Um, we just thank you for the gift of salvation, Lord. And we ask you to help us to make our light shine this week that somebody else, you know, may get saved, that somebody else may see your love and your care when they are down, God. And Lord, we ask that the seeds that we sow this week, Lord, we ask you to multiply and bring them back to us, God. We're praying for those that are just in need of friendship and support, those that are sick, those that need comfort and a friend, God, today. Everybody doesn't have a friend. Those that are having illnesses like coronavirus, um, the flu, flu COVID, um, so many different things, so many different changes in our world today, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that as things change, we know that you will never change. We know that we can depend on you, Lord. We're praying for our church family today to unite us as one. Those that may be feeling like they need more support, um, you know, more spiritual support. Lord, we ask you to bring them in today, Lord. We ask you to connect us to the right people today, Lord, because we know that we are called to the body of Christ. And we just say thank you for the church, Lord. Thank you for being able to love others with our hands on this earth, our feet. Um, in your word, Lord. And we just ask you to just comfort us this day. We ask you to bless the rest of this service in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're going to recite our church purpose statement, church. 
So I'd invite you to stand as we say that today. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. We're going to have Miss Lorraine Beach come on up and read scriptures today. Good morning, church. Good, good morning, friends. Our Old Testament scripture this morning is Deuteronomy 15, verses 7 and 8. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple, in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is from Acts of the Apostles. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God, everyone. Thank you, Lorraine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. This Sunday is the second Sunday. So our second Sunday offering goes to support our prison ministry, praise God. And we are so grateful to be able to support our brothers and sisters in Christ that are currently incarcerated. And so if you're able today, we're asking that you will give a little bit extra to go to the prison ministry. Um, as our ushers come forward, let us prepare our hearts for prayer. Gracious God, we thank you, Lord, for your generosity. We thank you, Lord, that you love us and care about us. 
We thank you that you always provide for us, Lord, every single need, Lord. Even before we know we have a need, Lord, you have already provided. So Holy Spirit, we ask your blessings upon these tithes and offerings, that they would be used to further your kingdom, Lord Jesus, and that they would touch lives. We give you all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Saints, for those of you are, that are online, as our ushers are collecting the offering, we have several easy ways for you to join in the offering as well. You can go online and establish your online giving account to nlac.tv, and you can give as often and as generously as you would like. You can also use Cash App. Go ahead and put that dollar sign in, the number two, and NLAC. You can also, saints, you can choose to mail in your offering today, or you can drop it off at the church. Our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. God bless you, and again, thank you for being a part of the offering.
crazy. Dang. exist and it will not always exist. So we will get usual. We've had a lot of um, sadness this morning. She was getting Six years old, Draymeer. But he finally sleep because she couldn't breathe. Heart that shares a wall with Pat was on fire. And the man was screaming out his window, I'm dying, I'm dying. And it was so much black smoke that Pat could not see, left or right. She uh, went to open a window to try to get some air in, but when she went into the hallway, it was completely full with black smoke. And uh, God is good, because her apartment could have been consumed in fire. The man in the apartment next to her apartment is gone. He did not make it. And um, Pat probably has a great deal of her stuff destroyed because, you know, the, the fire department showed up, water damage, smoke damage. So she has not been allowed back into her apartment yet. But we thank God that she's alive. We thank God that her grandchildren are alive. Because most weekends, in order to help her daughter, who is a single mother, um, Pat usually has the grandkids. She has four grandchildren. And uh, I think the oldest one, Kaylin, I think she's nine. So the news could have been very different this morning. And we never, ever know, saints. We never, ever know. That's, how we, that's why we love each other. That's why we take care of each other. Because we don't know when our next day may come. We, don't, we are not promised tomorrow. We are not even promised the next minute. Amen. Miss um, Mylan, she's out there. She's usually helping to greet. Her brother is ill in Alabama, and he's not doing very well today. And Cindy Craig Fry, her mother is also not doing well and very sick. And, and because of all the COVID restrictions, we can't even see anybody. We can't be next to anybody. And so we just have some really heavy hearts today. And so I want to uplift the folks in our congregation. And you may be sitting out there with your own need, your own suffering. Um, many are still dealing with grief and loss. And, and, and it's just hard, right? And so we, we're going to pray for those needs before my sermon today. Let's pray. Gracious God, you are the great God. You are the great physician. You are the great healer. And we thank you today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you did wake us all up. You thank you. We thank you for the breath that each of us carry in our lungs today, Lord, and and that we still have another opportunity here on this earth. We thank you for Pat. 
we thank you for her life, her strength, and her hope. And Holy Spirit, we are praying, Lord, that you would bless everybody in that apartment that has been affected by this fire. We lift up the life of the man who, who was lost, Lord. Pat knew him by name, Lord. That was her neighbor. She helped him, Lord, and, and she would be with him whenever she could. And so we lift up all of his family, his friends, his loved ones today, Lord Jesus. But we are thanking you, Lord, for Pat. And we pray, Lord, that we can help her and support her. We're praying for, for Miss Mylan's brother, Willie, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would just bless his body and heal him and, and give him exactly what he needs, Lord. We're praying for Miss Mylan as she's so far away. It's hard to be away, Lord, when we can't get to a family member, Lord. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bless and fill our hearts, fill our loved ones' hearts, Lord, with encouragement. We pray for Cindy's mom today, Lord, and ask your assurance upon her, Lord. Bless her body with healing today, Lord. And as Pastor Antonia said earlier today, bless all that are sick, all that are ill, all that are heavy-hearted today, all that are downcast and discouraged, Lord. We are here, Lord, to worship you, to, to honor you, Lord, and to be blessed by you today. So Holy Spirit, take hold of all of us, and we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. We have to trust God for our hope, amen. So you all, we are in yet another new sermon series. And if you look in your bulletin, Ruth did a great job. She has a colorful picture for us in the bulletin today. And what is the name of our series that we are currently in? The power of generosity. And today we're going to be talking about number one, which is letting go and letting God, right? And number two is test God and increase our faith. And number three is I want to be happy. You know, sometimes saints... We, we wonder, why me, right? We wonder why things are happening in our lives the way they are. And we always say to each other, God knows what's happening, right? We always say that. God knows before we knew. Long before today, long before 4 o'clock in the morning when Pat woke up this morning, she, God already knew about that fire. God already knew even that I was going to be preaching a sermon about generosity, Amen. As Pat shared her story with so many that come through the door, many of you have said, so we taken up an offering, right? I was so pleased with that. No one even questioned, was we going to help? We already know we going to help, amen? So at the end of my message, when I say bring down your special offering for Pat, everybody going to be ready to go, right? But the generosity of your hearts Already before you even got in this sanctuary, many of you are thinking, how can we help Pat? How can we help Pat? My first question today was, what is the most generous you have ever been? What is the most generous you've ever been with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger? What's something that you did that you knew I was generous in that moment? Anybody? No one has ever been generous? <laughs> okay. Oh, Walter and Katie bought her sister and his sister-in-law a stove. Praise God. Gail, did you like your stove? <laughs> Anybody else? 
giving toward, oh, giving toward Pastor Rick's retirement. Many of you, and Pastor Toby's retirement, many were generous toward that. Anyone else? Go ahead. Can someone help me with what she said? Oh, some of the ministries, you're right, Anna, some of the ministries will take up a a cause in the church and collect and give themselves. Like, I still remember you all have purchased books. You see the nice blue chairs y'all sitting on? It's because someone in the church said, I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to sow that. I'm going to make it happen. Anyone else? Time. Generous. We don't have to just be generous with our money. Time. How are you generous with your time? Anybody? Spending time with the children, volunteering. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Marvin. Right. That's right. Just being able to help people. You can talk to somebody. You can offer a smile. You can, hey, you see somebody moving. Anybody ever been at the grocery store and you saw that person struggling? Or you was the person struggling and somebody helped you with your grocery bags? Go ahead. Oh, Gwen. Pay, Pay it forward. So I still remember the one time, and you all may have heard this story, I was complaining to God in my car because somebody was talking about being blessed on the radio. And I said, out loud, why, why stuff don't ever happen to me like that? Then I pulled up to get my food because I was at the McDonald's line. Wouldn't you know it, the cashier told me the person in front of me had paid for my meal. I said, shut up, Lord. Okay, I'm going to stop complaining. <laughs> stop complaining. Anyone, Anna? That's right. When we've had seniors, Jamal, was that you right there? Okay. We've had several senior citizens when they were moving out of their homes. And you know how you've lived in your house 40, 50 years, and you got 40, 50 years worth of stuff. And so people from our church went over, helped them move out of their home, helped them deal with their stuff, and get into a nursing home comfortably or an assisted living. Jamal? Thank you. Being generous with your talents. So how many of you have said, you know what, I I can come fold an envelope or I can help with something on a computer or I can sing a song, like going to the nursing homes and singing songs for people. So many ways to be generous. When I, oh God, Marvin. Uh Uh-huh. He did need some help. I love that. Marvin said when he helped the guy that he saw at the grocery store need some help, he felt so good just for helping. 
And when I asked my husband this question as I was preparing this sermon, I said, tell me some ways that you've been generous. And he looked at me, he said, I've been generous with you. (laughs) And I said, but I'm your wife. He said, yeah, but you wasn't always my wife. (laughs) I always remember, I'm telling you all, I had met Terrence, we met at work. And I had known him about two weeks, and my transmission died on my car. It was gone. I was a single mom at the time. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And before we had even held hands or eye gazed or anything, this brother took his whole check, $1,200. He had gotten a bonus check, so it wasn't his paycheck. It was his bonus check, $1,200, and paid for me a brand-new transmission. I was like, look at God. <laughs> look at God. So, so when he said that, I said, okay, you were generous. <laughs> i give you your props. Many times we are able to help family. How many of us have helped a family member? Good. Or we've helped a friend. How many of us have helped a friend? All right. What about a coworker? Your coworker needs something? We've helped a coworker. What about a stranger? Oh my God, you all are some generous people. Praise God. Which one of those on that list do you think is the hardest to help, to be generous toward? The family. Why is family the most challenging? They don't go away. They keep asking, right? They come back. They repeat offenders, right? They keep coming back. We hope that they appreciate it, right? Say it again, Anna. That's right. Sometimes people won't ask for help because they don't want to feel beholden to a family. Like, I owe you something, right? Some of us won't ask for help because we don't want to feel beholden, right? But generosity is our power. This is sermon series says the power of generosity. Say power. Did you realize you can derive power from being generous? That you can change, that you can become a better person from your generosity. So how can generosity change your life? Anybody? How can generosity change your life? Anybody? It changes your perspective about your money. Jamal, I saw you. It makes you feel better when you're generous. Marvin already said that. Hassan, did you say so? Give and it shall be given back to you. Generosity is a gift from God. So what is generosity? Generosity is not just giving away stuff. It's not just saying, you know what, I got an extra pair of shoes and I'm giving you my shoes or I got an extra $20 in my pocket and I'm going to give you that $20. Generosity is not just about giving away stuff. Generosity is about connecting with God, who is the ultimate generosity, who is generosity. Connecting with God and using that strength and power to be a giving person to be a generous person in all aspects of your life. Say all. All aspects of life, not just in your money, but all of you. 
to become a generous person. Generosity is power. Say power again. Letting go of attachments. How many of us know we got too much stuff? Oh my God. When you all walked in today, you saw a table, right? The table had a lot of stuff on it. And it's a sign. What does the sign say? For free. Take it. All of those things came from one person's house. They were cleaning out their home. And guess what? It was more than that. (laughs) How many of us know that if we were to really get rid of a lot of stuff in our house, we probably could fill up a few rooms in this church? (laughs) How many of us go home all the time thinking, I just really don't need all of this stuff? We all feel that way. But for some reason, we are attached to our attachments. If I came over your house right now, could I just ask for anything? Could I have it? You let me have whatever I ask for. You sure? So if I saw your large screen, flat, new, brand new, 90-inch TV on the wall, can I have that? (laughs) I'm coming over to some of y'all house today. (laughs) What if I saw your brand new car in the driveway. Can I have that? (laughs) Some of y'all backtracking. You can't have my car. (laughs) What if you had, you know, some of y'all got that stash. I always tell my husband, he always say he broke, but he ain't never broke because he got a stash somewhere. He got that coin jar. He got dollar bills stuck under the, the bed. What if I found your stash? Could I have your stash? Some of y'all are like, no, I'm not that generous. <laughs> we are so attached to our attachments. I want you to think about one thing that you have in your house right now that you know you really don't need, and it's probably been in there for years. And you probably have too many of them, but you still have them. What is that item? Clothes. Shoes. Furniture, DJ equipment. Anybody got that collection? Who is the collector in here? Somebody going to say children. You you can't get rid of your kids now, man. (laughs) Tools. Motorcycles. Say that again. Bowling balls. Say that oh, Tanya, you walking up my street. I still got a Beanie ba- Baby collection, y'all. Y'all should see my Beanie Baby collection. It's ridiculous. I don't even really even look at them, but they in my house. <laughs> and if somebody touch them, I go berserk. Like, why are you touching my stuff? <laughs> Anybody else got something like that in your house that you, you know you're not? Don't let, don't touch it. You got the don't touch area? Who got the living room that you can't sit on the furniture? Come on. All of us know. Who grew up in a house where you couldn't sit in the living room? (laughs) Or you couldn't go in the dining room? I don't know what it is about us as humans that we get attached to attachments. 
We enter this world with nothing. We leave this world with nothing. But while we're in this world, we hold on to everything. And we make it so that it seems so important. That is what generosity is all about. Helping us to let go. Tell your neighbor, let go. Part of the problem is we have a whole lot of fears. Of fears of not having enough. Many of us grew up in homes where we were really poor. Can I get an amen? Is the rich kid here? Because <laughs> we always knew it was at least one well-off kid in the neighborhood, and it wasn't us. <laughs> but if you grew up in Cleveland and the Cleveland vicinity, pretty much you, you were in a poor home. You may not have felt poor because your family provided for you, but most families were going paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, right? Most families struggled to get a house or get a car or get an apartment or to get the little that they had. So when you finally got something nice, you didn't want to let it go, right? How many of your grandmas taught you, look, we worked hard for this couch. You ain't going to just be jumping on the couch like that. That's why you had to sit on the floor. Because somebody worked hard for that couch. And you weren't going to mess it up because the neighbors might come over. But your grandma never let the neighbors over. <laughs> That's how my grandmother was. We had a nice couch, but the neighbors never came over. But it's that fear. If we lose something, we know how hard it is going to be to get it back. I mean, how many of us think about Pat right now? She has lost everything. In a blink of an eye. And we already know it's going to be hard for her to recover. She may recover her couch or her refrigerator. But what about those special things? The pictures of your firstborn child. The pictures of your grandkids. The pictures even of you when you was a teenager that you don't want nobody to see. Think about those things we hold on to and we make important. They become idols in our lives. So generosity is about letting go and trusting that God, that's why it says let go and what? Let God. Let God provide for us. Let God do the work for us. He makes many promises to us that we will never ever go without, but some kind of way we believe we're going to suffer, and we're going to, we're going to go through these great tragedies, and God is not going to provide for us. Tell your neighbor, God is going to provide. So the first thing of generosity is learning to let go. So what's something you can let go of today? Negativity. Pastor Antonio preached on that last week. Pastor Antonio, you stumped all over my street this week. I could not get around your sermon. <laughs> Every time I said, okay, got to be positive. <laughs> I felt like you was on my shoulder. <laughs> what else can we let go of? Fear. What can you let go of? We ain't let go of no children, Clement. <laughs> Anxiety. Worry. Greed, pride, evil, depression, revenge. 
Those are soul-changing things. Now, what's the material things we can let go of? Jewelry. Money. Some of those clothes. Some of those shoes. You can only wear one pair. You don't need a hundred. <laughs> you know, I try to stick to this rule. If I haven't worn it in a year, it's got to go. If I look at my closet, you know how we are. If we know when I lose that weight. And you ain't never lose the weight. But you still got that dress. Or you still got that suit. Let it go. <laughs> Generosity changes us. Generosity, all those things you all talked about, the revenge, the anger, the bitterness, it changes us and it helps us to let go. Generosity changes both the giver, us, and the receiver. How does it change the receiver? Have you all ever been the receiver? Someone's done something for you that you didn't expect them to do for you? Someone gave you money. Maybe you was the one stranded on the highway. Somebody stopped to help you. Maybe somebody was in school and and you needed help on a test and somebody reached out to you. So many ways we were the receivers. How did you feel when somebody did something for you? Blessed. Has anybody ever said, you shouldn't have did that. Here, take your money back. (laughs) Something's wrong with them. (laughs) Take your money back. Somebody, you stranded on the highway. No, I don't want no ride. You just keep going. I don't want your help. Generosity changes us. And generosity has always been in the Bible. The first church back in the book of Acts. Remember, you had Jesus and the disciples. Then you have the apostles. And then they began, Jesus dies on the cross, he's resurrected, he goes on to heaven, all those things happen. And then he promises the presence of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday, the first church, right? The first church, if we look at what they did, and we're going to look at this scripture. If you all would turn with me to the book of Acts, and I think Jasmine has it up on her, uh, on the, on the overhead for us. But we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, and we're going to start with verse 42. And it's the fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, say everyone, was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Read number 44 with me in 45. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. To give to anyone, say anyone, anyone who had a need. Sometimes we get kind of particular about who we feel like helping, right? We only want to help certain people, or we only want to help people so many times before they don't got on our nerves. This says we're going to help anyone. Let's keep reading that. Let's look at 46 together. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts 
praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So it was because of the generosity of the Christians, the generosity of making sure everybody had what they needed. Say need. See, because we struggle between needs and wants, right? We want a new Cadillac, but all we need is a car. We want a new flat screen TV, but all we really need is a TV. You know, we struggle between the wants and the needs, but this says that everyone had what they needed. You know, it's so heartbreaking to look at the church as a whole. And I'm not talking about New Life at Calvary or any individual church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. Because there have been some Christians that have gotten things wrong. And we have to confess that, right? Some Christians have made the rest of us look bad. Because some Christians have done some foul stuff. We've all heard those comments like, we can't, you shouldn't be giving to that church because they just going to take your money and take advantage of you, right? Well, comments like that come from a place of hurt because someone did something hurtful to somebody else. My biggest problem is that when one person does something in the church, the entire church gets blamed for it. Have you all ever had that experience? You can be in church and I'm just going to call Pearly out because she's sitting close to me. Pearly could hurt Renee's feelings. And you know what Renee say? That whole church just get on my nerves. <laughs> like, wait, I thought, I thought Pearly hurt your feelings. But the whole church? Or you can give, you know, Michael, he's sitting right here. Michael, we can give him some money and he dip in the offering tray and take some extra. Not that he does that. But he can swipe a few dollars out and one of y'all could see that. Sharon, she's sitting behind him. She like, did you see him take all that money out that offering tray? And you know what Sharon say? That whole church messed up. They in there stealing all the money. When one person did something. I don't know why that is. When one person does something in the church, we all get blamed. It's kind of like being black. One black person does something, we all get blamed. One male does something, all men get blamed. One female does something, all women go down. We need to start separating out, really, that there are some individuals, say individuals, there are some individuals that belong to the church that have done some wrong things. We call those what? Sinners. Sinners. Every church should have some sinners in there, right? Because we all sinners. We all sinners. But sometimes our sin does hurt other people. And it's heartbreaking when the entire church suffers because a few people have done wrong. And a few people have done wrong with money. If y'all remember way back, if you was alive back in the 80s, it was a big evangel scandal. Who was the scandal? Y'all remember? Ah, the bakers! <laughs> Do y'all remember the scandal of the bakers? Tim and something fat baker. Yeah, 
Yes. And what did they do? Some of everything, but a lot of it had to do with money. And when they went down for that, it wasn't just one or two churches that struggled. A lot of churches went down for something that a few people had done. A few people. Our, the church's reputation continually gets damaged because when we aren't true to who we're supposed to be, the world looks at us and looks at us as a whole. Looks at us as a whole. And it's heartbreaking when churches get money wrong. You know how we listen to the news, saints? And the news primarily shows all the bad and all the negative. Anybody ever experienced that? You watch the news and all they show is everything negative. They come into the Cleveland neighborhood and they show all the negative stuff. They never show all the good stuff. And see, that's what I see about sometimes with money in the church. A few people will do something bad, but they never highlight all the good that has been done when people give generously. They never talk about the fact that people took up an offering to help somebody when there was a fire. They never talk about the fact that that single mom got some help when she needed diapers. They never talk about the fact that we provided a building and a safe place for people to come and worship. You never hear those things highlighted. But if somebody steals money, that makes front page news. I really wish that everyone could understand the concept of generosity and tithing and why we give. It is heartbreaking to hear the statement, the church only wants your money. Has anyone ever heard that? The church only wants your money. I wish they would really go and talk to a real tither. Somebody that really gives generously. Because a tither or a person that gives generously would say, the church don't only want my money. I freely give my money. They're not taking something from me. I am giving everything I can to God. I keep going back to this point of what does the world really want? Why do they keep putting out these stories to undermine the church, to undermine God's people? You see, a lot of times we miss the whole point of giving because we don't understand the connection of generosity. Say generosity again. God doesn't want our money. Tell to your neighbor that God don't want your money. God does not need you. He made the heavens and the earth. He made everything that we see. God doesn't want our money. God wants us. God wants our hearts. God wants our commitment. God wants our soul. God wants us. And we show that by being generosity, generous. So what's the point of generosity? The point of generosity is to experience love and God and trust and faith all together in one. Say love. Say trust. Say faith. Say generosity. All together. Say all together. We're putting all of these things together to experience what God has us on earth.
We all have something to give. Tell your neighbor, you got something to give. Every single person can be generous. Every human that was ever born, every single one of us have the opportunity to be generous, to be giving, to be kind, to be positive. We all have those opportunities. The issue is our choice is a heart issue. We can choose to be generous or we can choose to be very stingy. It's our choice. Tell your neighbor, it's your choice. Generosity is that great equalizer because anybody in any economic circumstance can give. The poorest of the poorest person can give. The richest of the richest person can give. Anybody in between can give. Everybody can be generous. Say everybody. But we have to all make the decision, saints, to let go. Letting go of the world standards. See, the world teaches us you got to take and take and take. You need all of that money. You make sure you get yours before you give to anybody else. That's what the world teaches us. But we are being transformed and made new into something different. To be opposite of the world. Say opposite. The world says to take. God says to give. The world says to be selfish. God says to be generous. The world teaches us to don't care about your neighbor. God teaches us to take care of our neighbor as we would take care of ourselves. It's amazing what God does. But we have to begin to change our mindset. Tell your neighbor, change your mindset. Because right now, some of you are still thinking, she's still going to ask me about my money. Some of you are still sitting there struggling, thinking, yep, it all comes down to money. That's what it all matters. Come down to the mighty dollar, right? But you see, when we begin to let go of the material stuff, and we have a mind and a heart change and a soul change, we understand things that the world does not understand. That by giving you this dollar, it's not about the dollar. It's about the sacrifice and saying, God, I'm willing to give you anything. You see, that's what people don't see. Whenever we lay down our dollar, we are looking up to God saying, Lord, this this is your dollar. This is your $10. These are your shoes. These are your clothes. This is your car. I will give you whatever you ask of me. Many of us believe that we just do not have anything to give. Anybody feeling that way today? Holidays was hard. Your paycheck is short. Your bank account is looking negative. And you feel like, I don't have nothing, Pastor Kelly. Let somebody else give something for a change, right? Tell your neighbor, everybody. Every single one of us can be generous. Every single one of us have something to give. And I know you're still sitting there thinking, but if I give this, it's going to be all that I have. I will have nothing left. 
give you all of my stuff, what am I going to have? It's nothing going to be left for me. I was watching a social media video, and it was a man homeless. He was sitting on the steps, and somebody approached him. Somebody came up to the homeless man and said, I'm hungry. Do you have any money that you could spare for me? I'm hungry. And the homeless man looked at the man, and he could tell, you couldn't be hungry. You dress nice. You look nice. You got, look like you got everything. I'm literally sitting on the street outside in the cold. So the homeless man said to the other man, you're hungry? And the man said, yes, I'm hungry. And so the homeless man reached into his pocket, and he pulled out $2. And he said, well, he looked at his $2, and he said, you hungry? And the man said, yes. He said, well, all I got is $2, but I'll give you my $2. And he put the $2 in the man's hand. This homeless man is on the street. He don't have anything. He don't have a house. He don't have a car. He didn't even have a coat on, y'all. All he had is his outfit. He reached in his pocket. He had those $2. He gave the man his $2. The man could not believe that this man had given him everything that he had. So the man turned around and he said, I'm sorry that I asked you for this money. Here's your $2 back. Then he reached in his pocket and he brought out a wad of money and he said, this is for you. And the homeless man was sitting like, what? He said, I almost didn't give you my $2. He almost lost his blessing. Because he was going to hold on to $2, never knowing that Jesus was about to bless him with a wad of cash. Because he gave so willingly, so easily, he received a blessing. It's people like that in the Bible. As we go through this sermon series, next week we're going to be talking about two widows. Say widows. Widows back in the day, when their husband died, they didn't have very much especially if they didn't have children. And so they were left with nothing. And here they are being asked to give everything. Say give everything. How is God challenging your heart today? How is God challenging your heart at New Life at Calvary? Today, as we prepare to leave, and we're not leaving right away because thank God today we got some baptisms. Say thank God. We got some baptisms. We're bringing in some new people today. But we're, we're going to be passing on your way out the pledge sheets. And I didn't give anybody the pledge sheets today because I want us to take time to think about what God is doing in your heart. See, all of us are going to be asked, what can we give to support the church? What can we give to support God's ministries in the world And that shouldn't be a rash or a hasty decision. That should be something that we take time to think about, to talk about with our family, to challenge even our children. Hey, you get birthday money, you get Christmas money, you get, you know, money for doing some chores. What can you do for Christ with your money? How are you being generous? So as we walk out today, some of y'all are going to stop and actually pick up the form. Some of y'all going to scoot out real fast and try to avoid it. And that's okay, whatever you do. But I want us all to challenge ourselves to think, what is God asking me to do? 
Think about that homeless person. I'm hungry. Jesus teaches us, I'm hungry. And do what? Feed my sheep. I'm hungry. Take care of my people. How are we doing that today? So today, when we walk out, we're going to sing this song. What's the song we're singing, y'all? It's in our bulletin. I love you, Lord, today. And as we think about being generous today, I want us to continue to, to think about that during the week as, as we, we're going to challenge, be challenged by God to, to test God and increase our faith. And, and then we're going to be talking about, I want to be happy All of us talked about happiness today and how generosity can help us to be happy. So as we close this message with this prayer today, I want you to personally talk to God and ask God, how can you be more generous? How can you be more kind? How can you be more patient and understanding and giving and generous and all the things that God desires us to be? So let's pray. Gracious God, We want to be a generous people. We want to be changed and made new. We want to learn how to let go and let you do everything in our lives. Lord, we all know we have on our heart, we're thinking about what's in our accounts, what's in our banks, what's in our wallet, what's in our purses, Lord, and help us to let go. Help us to think about ways that we can be a blessing to somebody else and and to be a giver and a generous giver, Lord, and a cheerful giver to other people. As we depart today, Lord, and we take our pledge sheets home, Lord, we pray, Lord, you would touch our, our hearts to think about exactly what you are desiring of each and every one of us. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. As we rise to sing this song, saints, remember that I started this message by saying we're going to take up an offering for Pat. So as we're singing this song, I'm going to ask late Pastor Walter to put a basket in the front. And if you want to give anything to Pat and her family, her grandchildren, you can bring that down. If you want to cash out the church some money, we will put that You can just put Pat's name on it. If you write a check, you can write a check directly to the church, and those monies will go to pay for whatever Pat's needs are.
candidates come over, please. will be seated. We are joyful today because the Lord is adding to our numbers and we have two people that we are presenting for baptism. Hear the words of our baptism and full membership. Hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am always with you to the close of the age. Obeying the word of our Lord Jesus and sure of his presence with us, we baptize those whom he has called to be his own. And Jesus Christ, God has promised to forgive our sins and has joined us together in the family of faith, which is his church. He has delivered us from darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, and Jesus Christ, God, has promised to be our Father and to welcome us as brothers and sisters of Christ, in Christ. Know that the promises of God are for you. By baptism, God puts his sign on you to show that you belong to him and gives you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that sharing Christ's reconciling work, you will also share his victory, that dying with Christ to sin, you will be raised with him to new life. To the moderators and to the church, I bring before you to, for membership and baptism, Derek Anthony Hannon, son of our new members, Daryl and Kim, and then Lisa Diana Red. All right. Well, praise God. Uh, Derek? And Lisa, in presenting yourself for baptism, you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and show that you want to study him, know him, love him, and serve him as his chosen disciple. Who is your Lord and your Savior? Jesus Christ. 
Do you trust him? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word and show his love? (laughs) Will you be a faithful covenant partner of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Amen. All right, let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for your faithfulness promised in this sacrament and for the hope we have in your Son, Jesus, as we baptize with water, baptize with your Holy Spirit, so that what we say may be your word and what we do may be your work. By your power, may we be made one with Christ our Lord in common faith and purpose. Amen. So Derek is going to be sprinkled and Lisa is going to go fully in the baptismal pool. So we're going to have Derek go first. We have a towel, some small towel. State your name, please. Derek Henning. Derek Henning, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Our first two baptisms of 2022. Derek, you get to claim the honor of being the the first, and Lisa, you get to claim the honor of being the second. Lisa, what is your full name? Lisa Diana Red. Okay, I need both hands. Okay. Okay, you ready, Hassan? Lisa Diana Red, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. disciples of Jesus Christ. He has commissioned you to live in his love and serve with him. Be filled with gratitude and let the message of Christ dwell among you and it's all, in all its richness. Whatever you are doing, whether you speak or act, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And the people of God said, amen and amen. Let us give God a praise offering. 
for our two newest members of 2022. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If anyone else is interested in getting baptized or having your children baptized, uh, you can speak to either me, Pastor Antonia, or Sylvia, and we will make sure to make that happen. So really quickly for our announcements, thank you for um, the, the gift of, uh, that you all have given for Pat. We will be taking that up shortly, Hassan. If you would come over. The offering for Pat. We just want to pray for that offering before you walk away with it. And if anyone wants to give after today, if you, want to, if you have a couch, if you have some pillows, if you have some blankets, if you have some shoes or some clothes, and you would rather give those types of items, please, you could just let us know. We will make arrangements to make sure Pat gets it all. Let's lift a hand toward this offering. Gracious God, we thank you again for your generosity. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that we would be a blessing to Pat and her family. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bless these, these offerings for the use of repairing and restoring Pat's life. We thank you, Lord, that we can let go and we can let you do all the work that you're doing. And we give you all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Thank you, Hassan. Uh, just a quick, quick announcements. We do have session this week. If you all look in your program, food pantry is this week. We need volunteers on Friday at 1030 to pack the bags. We will distribute on Saturday morning at 8. This Saturday, for the first time, we're going to also be uh, giving out a hot chicken and spaghetti meal for anyone that would like a meal on Saturday morning. Joe Weatherspoon and Tanya Weatherspoon, who are sitting right over there to my left, you're right. Joe's father passed away on Christmas Day, and that was very, very difficult to lose not only his father, but also to be on Christmas Day. And so um, his, his service is this week at 10 o'clock on January the, uh, 13th on Thursday. It's 10 o'clock wake and 10.30 service at Calhoun Funeral Home. But the repast will be here at the church so anyone that can come, our, our ushers, our greeters, our deacons, anyone that can come and help serve the family the repast meal and prepare the re repast meal, um, you could probably speak to Mike Milan or Tina Williams, or you can speak to me as well. Men's Choir, you will rehearse Saturday, January 15th at 12.30. We are pre preparing for Grief Share. You can speak with Pastor Antonia. We only have the nursery right now because of covid you, our Bible study classes begin tomorrow. I believe the youth are tomorrow, as well as Marvin's class and uh, Andrea Billups' class is tomorrow, but you can see the schedule in your bulletin. Please continue to pray for Pat, Cindy Craig Fry, and um, Estelle Milan with uh, their variety of family situations, and pray for Joe and Tanya Weatherspoons. I think I got all the announcements. Okay. Praise God. Sylvia wanted me to make sure to say that uh, both Lisa and, and Derek, who joined today, are members of Tony Wilson's family. Praise God. Tony keeps continuing to bless us. Even all the way from heaven, he continues to bless us. 
and his family is very faithful to us, and we appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, and, and please pray for Kim. She is, what, about two weeks away now from delivering that baby? Three weeks? Woo! She getting close, y'all. So really, when you get to this point, it's any day now, right? You can deliver the baby any day. So pray for her. Pray for her safety, how she's feeling, how she's sleeping. Pray for dad, <laughs> how he's sleeping, how he's feeling. But pray for their family. So we thank you for continuing to join us and be a part of us. And as I've said, if you are not yet a member, a lot of you all, you are faithful friends. And we love your faithful friendship. But we want you to become full covenant partners. So if you're not a member and you would like to be a member, please talk to myself or Sylvia and we will make that happen. All right, saints, if there's, oh, I got to say happy birthday, y'all. Y'all almost let me get out of here. Happy birthday to Albert Arnwine. His birthday, is it today? Yes, Albert Arnwine. Naya is sitting over there. Naya's birthday is today. <laughs> happy birthday. Makai, I saw Makai. Makai, is that you over there? No? He had on blue. Makai's birthday is today. Hallelujah. My son, Terrence Sullivan, his birthday is tomorrow. Constance Baylor is celebrating a birthday today. I mean, on the 11th. Jenny Brown is going to be 90 years old on Thursday, y'all. 90 years old. Janae Smith is celebrating a birthday. And Larry Fountain was left out of the program, but Larry Fountain is celebrating the birthday. Last week, somebody walked past me and told me we had forgotten their birthday. Who was it? Cindy, it was you. Cindy Craig Fry celebrated a birthday as well. Happy birthday, Cindy. Or happy belated birthday. All right. Now do I have myself together? Do I have everything? <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's stand up to receive the benediction. Praise the Lord, saints. I just up here for one minute. Okay. You remember we used to have sisters in the Lord back in the day when Pastor Toby was here. So now we got, uh, um, we have uh, women's with hearts bent toward God. This is, uh, you know, women, with, we just talk about everything, any problems you have or anything like that. And also we incorporate it with the word of God. So uh, it's, uh, it's the second Tuesday of every month. And I do have lessons out here. So if you want to come on, it's from 7.30 to, I try to do it one hour. I don't try to keep you, you know, along or anything. But we do share and we have a good time. So I'm just asking you all, it's the second Tuesday of every month. And it's, in, it's Zoom. It's on Zoom right now until we, t- we could get together. It'd probably be better when we get together. But it's all right now because we've been doing it for like, four months now and we've been doing okay and people have been enjoying it so if you want to come on aboard it's the second Tuesday it's this Tuesday at 7.30 to about 8.30 and we're going to have a good time so thank you thank you and I think all of those information for the Zooms are in the, in the bulletin so please take your bulletin home with you today so that you know how to sign into everybody's class and I just Helen is in there too 
Gracious God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, precious Jesus, we pray that we would take with us all the fruit of your Holy Spirit, your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your gentleness, your self-control, and your goodness, Lord. Help us to be a generous people. Help us to connect with you to receive our power to let go and let you. Thank you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Saints, I forgot to say, any young people, if you can hang around in the sanctuary, I need to see all the young people for the choir real quick after service. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. Care for me in such 